welcome back to Finishing Well Ministries podcast, where we encourage seasoned believers to find meaningful ways to impact the world for the kingdom of God. I'm Randy Hess, and I'm with the founder of Finishing Well Ministries, Hal Habaker. Good morning, Hal. Good morning, Randy. It's great to be with you again. I love Thank being you. with you, by the way. Thank I mean, you. you've been a friend of mine for years, and I love hanging out with you in this new project. This is this is hanging out, that's for sure. Uh, this morning, Randy, I want to explore something with you. Uh, you have been a great encouragement to me in thinking about this mission of Finishing Well Ministries. What is God's mission for us in our latter years once we retire or even start thinking about retirement? God's mission for us only improves and deepens the longer we live. We explored that in the last podcast. You know, why is Finishing Well Ministries here and what is our purpose and what does God want to do in our lives as we age and retire? What is next in his mission for us? And he does have a mission for us. And one of the things I want to do in this podcast is explore uh, all, all kinds of implications of that and various people. And Randy, God has used you in an amazing way. Uh, you're a little bit ahead of me age-wise and probably a little bit more experienced. You're a PhD <laughs> psych organizational psychologist. You've done a lot of wonderful things. And you have come up with a an idea on aging, which I find, find absolutely riveting. It is called the Senior Treasure Vault. <laughs> I have to laugh thinking about this. What in the world, Randy, are you thinking about when you think of a senior treasure vault? And picture a vault in a bank in your mind or something like that when we say this word. What are you thinking about? Yeah, with a big old door. It's probably about three or four feet thick, kind of. Anyway, Hal, thank you for your uh, encouragement to me in uh, – and pursuing this kind of thinking, uh, the senior treasure vault came to my mind as a way to capture how, I guess, maybe a, just a perspective, if you will, on seniors. And that is, they are valuable people because I'm one of them. I happen to think I'm valuable. But anyway, I think all of them are valuable. But I think they're valuable, valuable people stuck in a nice, meaningless existence, which I'm calling a vault. Who, who are they specifically? Well, we're talking about what I would just say, uh, maybe flippantly, the vault people uh, who are senior retired Americans over 65. So you're talking about people who are retired, maybe people who have, in a sense, that they haven't discovered or lost their sense of mission. Why do you think of them as vaulted people? I, I guess for several reasons, but one of the key reasons is that they are valuable. I think they're valuable to, uh, to themselves. I think they're valuable to their families. I think they're valuable to our country, but they're secured away like they're in a vault. Wow. Well, why are they stuck in this Well, vault? they're stuck there because our society kind of wants them and keeps them 
in a vault condition. So they, you think there is this intentional vaulting of older people in a sense where we kind of shelve older people and they get stuck there. Yes. Well, and I don't think it's a uh, intentionally negative thing at all. I think that uh-huh. people are vaulting them, if you will, to protect them in their minds. Some families are some, some junior junior people in the family are doing that. Not that they're intending to lock them away somewhere. They're just kind of vaulting them to protect them. Where do you think these vaulted people would really like to be? Well, in as as they think about things, no matter where they're where they're living, if they're living in their own home, if they're living in a uh, assisted living facility, wherever they're living, I think they understand that other people in their family love them and all that. I I, I do believe they feel that way, so they accept the vault. But and, and, and what's wrong, wrong with that? Yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. But they love they, they they long for more. Hal, I think they long for more, and that's why it's kind of being that's why it's sort of being locked away. They well, it, go, go as ahead, valuable Ray. assets, I guess to answer your question differently, what's wrong with it is they are squandered. Well, they don't use what God has wired into their lives in a sense, do they? No. Um, you know, we, they're perceived as retired, right? So, so there, there is not a, a general perception, if you will, that even if I understood what vault the vault meant, and if I believed that there is a vault uh, that is out there that is kind of perceptual, if you will, even if I knew all that, I wouldn't necessarily think anything about it. So what? So, it, so what we have with vault people in my book, Hal, is these are actually great resources waiting to be tapped. The, the sad challenge in our country, and it is sad to me, is we have over 50 million people in the United States who are totally underutilized for their capabilities to make differences in other people's lives and to help other people. So you think they should be out of the vault and doing something, making a difference, and you think they really want to do that? I do. I do. Yes, you know, they're mostly retired, of course. But uh, being retired, again, doesn't mean I have to be stored away uh-huh. and preserved like I'm, like I'm in a vault. They <clears throat> – uh, maybe some – uh, feel that working in a job, for example, could get them where they want to go, and they continue working even in their seventies and eighties, so to speak, at some sort of work that they that is, that they think is going to keep meaning for them. And and for some it does, but that's really not the point of the vault that I'm trying to make. So this is a sad challenge in it is. many ways. It is. It, they are mostly wasting away. In in a meaning in meaningless capacities and roles in terms of their impact on other people. Well, that's nuts. In some ways, why why would we vault those people away? And on the other hand, isn't retirement supposed to be nice? Keep it safe. <laughs> do well, what we want to do. It, 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 
it is and it isn't nuts, okay? It's not necessarily nuts. Most seniors, even when they're comfortable, even when they're secure, even when they're loved, seek a deeper purpose in living out their lives, uh, you know, kind of for a sense of a legacy. But but isn't that nice in a way, providing for your family and just kind of sitting back and loving people? Who says I need to be in a mission? Well, um, I guess if you're talking about aging and if you're talking about uh, I provided for my family, I think I provided pretty well for them, uh, that that is my legacy. Yeah, it, 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 nobody's taking that away from anybody. That's certainly a noble purpose, and it's a good goal. But it's a little bit weak in my book in satisfying the needs for a larger purpose or cause in life. But what if I said, Randy, I'm happy doing what I'm doing. I don't need a sense of mission. I've poured my life into my company, my church, whatever. You know, I'm I'm finished. Uh, Isn't that okay? Well, (laughs) they are people who feel that comfort is important to them with no stress behind it. They want to be comfortable with no stress, and they may be. But there is a pent-up need. Again, my view of them is there's a pent-up need for more. They want to help others, and uh, they need that. They need to see what, what, what they can do for other people. But there are things that are stopping them. There's two key snags, Hal. There's the societal, cultural, if you will, limitation I'm talking about. But there's another snag that is... It's crazy, but it's it's there. It's called, and I call it self sabotage. Self sabotage. What's yes. that? Well, you know, seniors have kind of earned a certain perch in our society and in life, where they have the time and they have the freedom to do just about whatever they want. So um, the saddle vault if you will, uh, makes them feel a little bit ignored and unneeded that they offer true value. So when they begin to feel that I don't need to be worrying about anything, I don't need to be doing anything, I don't need to be getting involved in anything except my own world, my own thinking, my own life, why try? What's, why try? Uh, but don't they t- don't they take care of each other? Uh, you know, isn't that just uh, isn't that a just cause in it by itself? Just yeah, keep caring for each some, other. But some not. But yes, it is. But not all people do that. Caring for others can be a really meaningful part of someone's life. Uh, someone in your family, someone that's a friend. But it only fulfills somehow. It doesn't fulfill the vast majority of people out there. So talk about that. What else is there that you might have in mind for these vaulted people and getting them out, getting us out? Well, I just think again that as you consider seniors, they want to be, just my opinion, better utilized. They want to use their strengths as they think about their strengths to impact other people well and helping an ill family member, maybe helping others who are ill might do some of that. It could do it for some. It could give them a sense of meaning 
for their lives by helping the person they're helping. So what else could they do? What if they said, we're done contributing? We're doing just these things we've talked about. What else is there? <clears throat> well, our culture certainly says that, you know, it's, uh, there isn't anything else that they can do. Uh, and most believe that that's, again, that contributes to the self-sabotage that they, that they, that they are undertaking. And it's just a huge lie for them. A lie. How can that be? Well, that view falsifies the vision of God created for them in their senior years that you, Hal, have opened my eyes up to and have opened up the eyes of quite a few other people. Well, tell me more about that. What in the world does that mean? Well, crazy as it sounds, God wants seniors to step up, not step sideways, not step back, not step down, step up to finish well in their lives and, 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 and in, in, in an encouraging way to step up. But, you know, now they're so comfortably stored or stashed away in this so-called vault. Yes. Why change that? Yes. Well, but they have to. They, they will break out. Uh, it's going to happen, Hal. They yearn to be utilized. Um, we just need to help them see how they can, uh, how they're in this, perhaps you might even call it a loving vault. It is loving. Families love their seniors. Uh, people in church often love the senior folks, but but <laughs> it if you're vaulty, if you will, if you're in that category, it almost feels like you can't be touched. It almost feels like I'd rather see you on display, like you're in a zoo, and left alone. Wow, right, Randy, you have you have some real insight into this. I mean, I can tell God has helped you to think this thing through, this vault-like experience. What are some pictures of it? What's it like to be a vaulted person? In one sense, are we stored away? And uh, can you give me a, a couple illustrations of that? Well, <laughs> I'll give you, I'll, I'll try. But again, we're talking about people. So finding some other kind of illustration of this, of people, they're not in jail, as I said earlier. They're not in jail. They're not locked but they are placed away, so to speak, for their own protection and not expected to do anything for anybody. So that's part of being in a vault. But in a sense, it's kind of like a plane stored in a plane boneyard. Uh, I don't know how many of you have been able to travel uh, to the desert in Arizona um, or New Mexico where you have all these airplanes sitting out on the sand, just sitting. These are planes that uh, still look good from the air. They still look fine. They look almost new. They're they're well maintained, um, and and so I think the the boneyard, if you will, and that's what they're called in in the airplane business. A plane boneyard is a place where we no longer can use that aircraft uh, in our in our thinking, and we got to put it somewhere. And we store it somewhere, and that's the desert. And so I guess if there's some similarities to that, Hal, I think that they are great, uh, reliable products with lots of miles on them, just sitting and doing nothing. Okay? So there's some similarity there. Uh, 
These products are retired from active service, and these products are stored and secured in a remote, out-of-the-way location, kind of like a vault in a sense. Differences are that these products no longer run. <laughs> these are They're not idling. They're, there's no engine left in these things. So these products may have some salvage value and spare parts and some material needs, but we don't have that larger purpose for these airplanes to come back to life and do uh, their main purpose, which is flying. Okay, so yes, some similarities to how planes look in a plane boneyard, but not exactly the same. I'll give you one more real quick, if you, if you can. I think bald people are like things waiting to be tapped, but they're not tapped yet. So in a sense, a bald person could be like a mothballed ship in a shipyard, sadly. Most mothballed ships just sit in docks waiting to be dismantled for scrap. Um, but you know what? Bald people are different from that in the sense that um, they are not content with a mothballed existence in my mind. They are not interested in or satisfied with or being fulfilled by, waiting around, wasting away, and idly waiting for the end. Hmm. I think they want more and are, and are hoping for more. And as they kind of move into a finishing well track, they are actively seeking more. If they move into that track, Hal, if they are intrigued by what you're saying, if they grab it and they begin to learn what it means for them and how it could be a difference maker. So these people we're talking about, you know, are, are people that God has, God says in a way, I'm not finished with you. You, you may feel like you're finished or your society may feel like you're finished, but you have no business thinking of yourself as being mothballed or shelved. I have a purpose for you. I have a mission for you. I've poured into your life for all these years and you have incredible things to offer people. And what you want to do is see people awakened, open the door of that vault, as it were, get those planes out of the boneyard, the ships out of the mothballs and say, hey, we got a purpose in our lives. We want to keep moving out for God. He has something to do in our lives. That's what you're saying? That's what I'm saying. Well, you know, it makes, makes me think, again, we, we referred in the last podcast to the kinds of people that God uses. Uh, you know, here's Moses, you know, between 80 and 120. Here's mm -hmm. Joshua, you know, 80 plus. He dies as 110. And he says, choose for this, choose for yourselves this day whom you will serve. Will you serve God or will you serve yourself and be mothballed? You know, here's Joshua living out his final years. And I, I love Joseph in Genesis 50. You know, he's 110 and he's ready to die. And he is offering his grown children, Ephraim and Manasseh, and his grandchildren and his great-grandchildren and his great-grandchildren, a, a vision of hope in their future for what God has for them. Exactly. You know, I would wish that every older person would have that vision for being used of God in some specific way to encourage others and give back to them. 
That's it, Hal. It's a mental state to be in the vault. It's a mental state. It's not a physical one. And that mental state is, I don't need to do anything. I'm done. It's not a spiritual state, as I hear you. I mean, God has a purpose for your life. And I think of Romans 12, where it's Paul says, don't be conformed to this world. And if the world says you're finished, don't. You're not finished. That's it. And that's, I would love us to get a hold of that, Hal. Boy, I, I would, would love, love for every, every senior Christian across this country and in every church across this country and really around the world. Mm-hmm. It's interesting. Around the world, other people do that better than we do in America here, I sense. Yes. Uh, let me close with a verse uh, that to me captures this. It's Psalm 71, 17 and 18. Think of it in reflecting life and reflecting on the aging process. Oh, God, you have taught me from my youth, and I still declare your wondrous deeds. Even when I'm old and gray, oh, God, don't forsake me until I declare your strength to this generation and your power to all who are to come. The writer of Psalm 71, Spurgeon thinks it's David. He is not interested in in being shelved or being in a vault in his latter years. He wants to do everything he can to encourage each other, those around him and those following him, to be about God's purpose in their life as energetically as they can. That's great, isn't it? It is. Thanks, Al. Well, thanks, Randy, for sharing your heart. I I love this idea, and we need to keep exploring it. So stay tuned. Uh, more podcasts are to come. You can find these at finishingwellministries.org forward slash podcast or in your platform through which you receive podcasts. And we look forward to being back with you. It won't be long till we see you again. Thanks for joining us and God bless you.